0: Welcome to Myth in the Mojave, a weekly half hour of storytelling and conversation about mythology and why it's important to our lives today. I'm your personal mythologist, Catherine Savella. I live in Joshua Tree, and I'm pleased to bring this program to the high desert and beyond here on Radio Free Joshua Tree. My special guest this week is filmmaker Larisse Simon-Saloum. She's creative director at Literal Magazine, Latin American Voices, and she is the writer and director of the award-winning documentary film, Insolment, a diverse analysis of the feminine in Western culture. The film combines an animated journey into Larissa's inner life with commentary and insights about the nature of this thing that we call the feminine from an impressive list of experts and academics with roots in Jungian psychology. I recently had the privilege of screening insolment here in Joshua Tree, where it inspired a very lively discussion and I'm so pleased that Larice is joining me here today to talk a little bit more about the film and some of the decisions that she made in creating it. Welcome Larice
1: Thank you so much for having me again catherine
0: i'd I'd like to start just by telling people you know, what the film is about.
1: Well, I started the film when I was about Um, I want to say about 18. It's really when I started it because that's when I first started feeling the necessity to say something about what I was feeling and what I was going through. And so it wasn't until I graduated from college that I had the choice between um, going to school again, to grad school, or just getting a normal job. And so I decided to finally make this film or manifest this idea that I had been having for such a long time. And, uh, initially the film was going to be about women. So, uh, there was a very difficult, it was a very difficult play between women and the feminine. It took me a while to dissect what the subject was really about. And, and when I really filtered out what the feminine was, I made this film about a young woman, which is me, and I animated myself that goes through a journey in trying to discover how the feminine has been devalued in different areas of her life. So I covered the media, the body, relationships, men, the workforce, religion, and, uh, and I have another little section on change as well. And uh, what I'm trying to propose with the film is that we need to have, I mean, it's, it is about the feminine because I feel that that's, that's something that we're lacking in our society. But what I was really proposing is a balance between the feminine, and the feminine and the masculine. So I was trying to use my own life as a as an example of of the typical things that someone goes through in the in the, in the areas that I covered, and how we can bring back the feminine energy so that we can be balanced individuals again.
0: One of the things that. I noticed, and that, and that came up in some of the conversation here in Joshua Tree, is that it's really difficult to talk about the feminine and the masculine without right. getting confused in the gender roles and starting to talk about literal men and women and the way that we experience ourselves as men and women in that kind of cultural construct. This was definitely one of the th- the themes that was weaving through your film. In fact, at one point, you even had some discussion about the possibility of abandoning the terms "feminine" and "masculine" because they're so wrapped up in gender. I mean, what are you? What are your thoughts about that um, complication at this point?
1: Well, I think yes. I mean, I think it, there's value in making a distinction between females and the feminine and males and the masculine. But um, you know, there's it's it's complicated because I feel that the names, you know, feminine and masculine rose from from something. They didn't just appear out of nowhere, and we call the feminine qualities the feminine. And, and so I think that women as a gender are metaphors for all the feminine qualities. We are, We raise our girls to be, you know, delicate, to be emotional, to pay more attention to our relationships, and we raise our boys to be, more hierarchical, and they have to pay more attention to income and power and, you know, things that that are more masculine. So, you know, when you say feminine and masculine qualities, inevitably you think about men and women, but I think that the value in distinguishing them comes when you forget that men also have feminine qualities and women also have masculine qualities. So, you know, that's whenever it becomes very entangled, because then, well, what are feminine qualities and what are masculine qualities, and so I we did really think about calling them different things, and it was very difficult because, in a way, you already have all these associations with women and what the feminine means. You know, if you ask somebody, what is feminine, I mean, at first, yes, they might tell you that it's just looking good and smelling good and being delicate, but... Whenever you talk about subjects like emotional intelligence, I mean, they, people usually relate that more with women than they do with men, and so there's there's a relationship that's already established there with the gender. We decided to continue calling them feminine for the purpose of the film because it was it was easiest for people to understand what we were talking about. We could have called it yin and yang as well, which is more of an Oriental approach. Um, but, you know, if you go into that language as well, then the associations with gender are the same. You're going to end up calling it something anyway. So it's just a matter of something that everybody can can agree on calling something and everybody agreeing on what that meaning is going to refer to. Um, so I, I think that's a conversation that we would have to have as a community, I guess, or globally, so that people could understand what you're talking about once you give it a new name. But for now... I think that feminine and masculine, I mean, yes, they're they're a little bit entangled with other terms, but I think they also take away what they need to, to point towards what their meaning is.
0: Okay. Okay. So I hear you saying that even though notions of gender and the more archetypal aspects of what we call feminine and masculine are intertangled. In some kind of complicated ways, that ultimately, you feel that the associations that we make, even if they are associations that we're borrowing from gender right now, ultimately make those terms useful to us because we do know what we're talking about when we say feminine or masculine. Yeah,
1: exactly, and, and especially right now. Well, I mean, we're, we're definitely with with the feminist movement. We're making a transition, but I think there's still a very very strict. Uh, limit between what a woman's role is and what a man's role is and you know I still have in my family within my family the women are still the ones that take care of the inner world and the men are the ones that take care of the outer world and I think until that also changes we won't we those associations will then have to change with it but for now I think they they can still stand okay and again you know it's not a it's not a must anybody can use whatever works for them
0: mhm well, so then how would you define the difference between the feminine with a capital F and being feminine in a gendered sense? I mean, is there a difference between those?
1: Well, I guess it depends on on who you're talking to, right? I mean, maybe if you're talking with a Jungian and you think about being feminine, they they might already think about the feminine. And so they might think that, well, you pay attention to your dreams, you listen to your yourself and every decision that you take, and I mean, and, and if you're talking with somebody that knows probably nothing about depth psychology, then automatically you think about them dressing well and not not raising their voice to mu- too much, always wanting to seem uh, pretty. And I think that there's there's a, there's a bit of an overlap,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, in the end, I think that you might want to distinguish who you're speaking with. I think that that might make a big difference, you know, because if you speak with just your regular Joe and you say, I'm feminine, they're going to think about gender automatically.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, so this maybe segues us over to uh, an observation that was made by some of the people who watched your film here in Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. We were talking about one difference in the masculine and the feminine being approach. And this is a theme that you worked with a little bit in the film. For example, you uh, referred to the masculine as being that discriminating and ordering kind of linear way of thinking about things. And the feminine is a little more associative and diffuse. Right. Um, So some people were noting that the, here we are, we're having, watching this film about the feminine, and your approach to the topic, to them, seemed kind of masculine. And by that I mean we had an analysis divided into categories, expressed in words, explanations by the experts. Um, how, did you think about this at all when you were making the film, or did you consider any other approaches to the topic? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I I definitely thought about that. And it, and that's a very, it was a very difficult choice because, I mean, whenever I started making this film, you, you automatically start becoming very idealistic and like, oh, the feminine, and we're missing the feminine. And if only the feminine were more alive in our culture, then the world would, you know, be a perfect place to live in and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that's something that I really have to be careful with because it's not about not about being completely feminine you always have to bring in the masculine you can't just be all feminine because then you're, you could be psychotic and there would just be no difference there's a very strict line I mean you have to have boundaries you know you have to have the masculine again and if I were to have made a film that's just purely feminine I mean first of all words already have so many masculine aspects to it, right because they're you know they 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 they're very direct. If I say dog, you think dog. If I say cat, you think cat. And of course, there are more feminine words and there are more masculine words. But I think in itself, language can be rather masculine. And then the meaning behind the language, I think that could be more of the feminine because there's abstract. You ha- you don't you don't know exactly what it is until you put it into words, and then you know exactly what you're thinking or feeling. And so, in the in the creative process, or when you're making art, you have this. Impulse, or you have this intuition first, and you don't know what it is. You don't know what you feel yet, and it's not until you bring it out on film or on the paper, on you know, on paper and pencil, that you really get the the whole, a project that is well rounded, and you get something that you can show someone else, and they will be un- be able to understand what it is. And I think if I would have left, if I would have, if I would have not made this film more masculine, I don't think people would have understood what I was talking about. I could have just talked about what I was feeling and this and that and not organized any of my journey and maybe not even introduce any experts because my voice is the only one that matters but then I don't think you would have even have seen this film because it wouldn't have even gotten that far to say something as silly as oh an award winning film that brings more eyes to the film and in the end I I want to transmit this project to other people. I want others to see it and bring them into the conversation. And you can't do that with the feminine. You can do it maybe in a limited way, but I think the masculine is more of a it's more of a direct energy and it I always like to think of a gun versus the ocean. So a gun, you shoot a gun and the bullet goes straight ahead. And in the ocean, whenever it wants to bring something to the shore, it you know, it's it's not direct. It you kind of, it it goes under and above and there's the currents underneath and you might go sideways and then finally you end up in the shore. So in the for the in the society that we live in, everything is more masculine. People want to see results. They they don't have time. Our attention spans are tiny. With the internet, you make a click and it you know it the page comes out in less than a second. So I needed I needed the film to also match these requisites that we're living in, because I can't ignore the reality that I'm living in either. I have to, I'm not going to go in, in la-la land by myself. I want to share my thoughts with others. So to do that, I really think that I need to be able to speak well and to uh, to organize my thoughts and to, and to show them in a way that's meaningful to others.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. You know, and there are, there are a few things that you alluded to in answering this question that I just kind of want to pull forward for people who are listening that have to do with the feminine. From an archetypal perspective, the qualities that we ascribe to that. And one of them is interiority. You know, the internal experience of something. Um, Another one of them is subjectivity. Uh, The nonverbal, the more sort of felt or intuited, uh, nonlinear. You know, and I think that as people hear this list, and there are many others, I think, that were embedded there in your answer, it becomes immediately apparent both how necessary it is To have those energies and capacities in your life, and also how challenging it might be (laughs) to make a film um, from that perspective for some of the reasons, exactly the reasons that you gave, right?
1: And and I I think it was also, I mean, it was very masculine in the in terms of you know how I I uh, laid it on the table, but. I thought that it was very feminine as well, and with how I brought in the animation, and and I brought in the animation also with the experts. Every time they spoke, something visual came up that not, wasn't necessarily, you know, it didn't necessarily make sense if you just put it on its own. It, it made sense within the conversation that they were they were having. So, you know, I, I thought that it was a good balance, and I I thought that um, I need I did it was it was a rather masculine process, but I. I just couldn't let the masculine energy out. I needed to bring it in, otherwise I would have had nothing.
0: Well, it might have been a very interesting mosaic of something, though. It may have been something a little bit hard for us to have a conversation like this about. (laughs) 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 So, so, you know, I have described your film as a contemporary quest for self Mm -hmm. um, because of the way that you weave your story And your search for balance, I mean, that really was the catalyst for the film. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, after somebody sees this, he, she is likely to consider the presence of the feminine and masculine energies in their own life. Having gone through this process and now living in the aftermath, do you have thoughts about how someone can develop awareness of this dynamic in their own psyches or in their own lives and maybe do some balancing or harmonizing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I was speaking to a to a class of uh, people that were a little bit younger than me. They were freshmen in college the other day, and I was asked the same question, and I really thought about it because it's something that's very difficult because what may lead me to my own um, self, you know, closer to myself with a capital S, might not be the same for you, you know, because... I don't know, movies might do it for me, but maybe poetry does it for you. And I thought that I mean, initially I thought that the main thing that people don't take time to do is nowadays is just that. Like, take time and really think about the choices that you're making or what you're feeling about the every action I mean, everything that you do in your everyday life sparks a sort of a feeling or a, a sensation or something and, and we usually just ignore that we go on and we are, we're automated we get in our cars we drive to work pick up our kids everything's always led on the surface and we never go deep into what's actually happening and so I think if we also never give ourselves time if we never just it's just, it's just as simple as sitting down on your couch by yourself and thinking about what you did during your day in slow motion and just let the feeling slowly arise and come up. I sometimes feel like they're the little crabs in the, on the beach, the tiny ones that whenever you walk towards them, they run and they hide in their hole.
0: Mm-hmm. And whenever
1: you go away, they come back out. I mean, I feel that... Sometimes I feel that's what feelings are like. Um, until you, you sort of stand still, they'll come out. Otherwise, they'll just go underneath and let you do whatever it is that you're doing in your day, you know, to not disrupt you, I guess. But I think that that if we actually took the time to to know what we're feeling what we're doing i mean i was speaking with a friend the other day and it was, she had a fight with with a with her boyfriend and i said well why did you explode in that way why did you react in such a harsh way i mean the, the problem wasn't that big of a deal and she said oh i don't know and she kept talking and i mean that that's a very concrete example why don't you know this phrase oh i don't know i don't know and no, of course you know. I mean, that's your life. That's a, an important relationship that you have in your life. Stop. Take, take a breath. You know, why did you make such a harsh reaction? And it's, it's the same for everything. If, if you're in a job that you hate, well, why do you hate it? Why haven't you done anything? Those, that, those little questions that you ask yourself and you answer, they're little steps that you take towards understanding who you are and what you want out of life. Because in the end, I mean, our time is limited, and if we don't, if we don't realize what we're here for or, or what we want to do, I mean, it just, I feel like it, it'll end in, in a blink. So, um, so I think just dissecting every moment or every feeling within that happens on a daily basis, don't leave it for the one conference that you're going to go to or for the one session with your therapist. I mean, this is something that you have to practice every day at every moment like mindfulness, like meditation.
0: Yeah. Listening to you, it occurs to me that one of the things that sometimes gets tricky in conversations about the feminine and the masculine is that we get into gender roles. And then, of course, that leads us to a conversation about patriarchy and the problems with patriarchy, which is a very important conversation for us to be having culturally. But it can get awkward, you know, when we're sitting in a room as men and women together because obviously there's a tremendous amount of affection <laughs> between right. us, you know, as individuals and even as genders. And I was listening, as I was listening to you, I was thinking, you know, we, in some ways, we all, male and female, have a common... um well enemy i'll use the word enemy although it's not exactly right mm-hmm. which may be the emphasis on productivity
1: right
0: you know it's i'm yeah. i'm thinking that maybe if we went well let's let's put ourselves all on the same side looking at this cultural imperative to be productive and consider how that affects our ability to stop, take time, reflect, feel, interiorize, you know, experience rather than just do. Um. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I, <laughs> the way I always relate to a question like that is that uh, I recently, I became recently a foster parent for the SPCA. So I'm, I foster dogs and cats. And um, I have this one cat at home. And I will, I promise I will this will, this story will relate to what you're saying, <laughs> but uh, I have this cat, and I've never had cats before, so I, you know, they're not like dogs, they just, they're less active, I guess, and they just sit around, and they sleep for the majority of their life, apparently, And um, and I have this cat, and it's just sitting there, and I want to make it happy, and I want to... You know, have it make it have a good experience because it was a rescue cat and all these things. And I'm sitting there and I'm throwing toys at it and I want I'm trying to feed it and I'm trying to pet it and I'm doing all these things to the poor animal. And then I thought, like, why? The cat's fine. It's just sitting there. It's fine. Why do I need to make it feel more things? Like, let it just be. And I let it be, and it, the cat just sat there. It didn't sleep. It just sat there next to the window for hours, and it you know moments like that they really make me reflect like we're animals too and why do why can't we just sit like that and be okay just sitting and looking out out the window for hours why do we always feel like we need to be doing something and i think it's perfectly normal for sometimes i feel like our technology is evolving way faster than our biology so that we constantly need to be thinking of something and you know, producing something and working or exercising or meditating, but it's, you know, it's within your little schedule. And, and when we forget that we're just beings in this planet, and sometimes you need time to just sit there and do absolutely nothing because that's what your body wants to do. That's what your soul wants to do. And that's part of what makes you human. And we forget that. I feel like we completely forget that we're also animals and that we need that time to just be Period. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I don't know what. In a way, as our conversation before we started the interview, you know, you need to eat, and you need to put food on the table. So yeah, you need to be productive sometimes. But one of the questions that I asked uh, Brian Riedel, who was in the film, I asked him, "Well, Brian, you know, I have. I just. I want. I want to get married, and I want to have kids." And I want to be successful in my job, but I also want to have time for my inner life. And just there's only 24 hours in the day. When do I have time to to do all of this? And and he said, Well, I mean, I think whenever you think about it in abstraction, it's very difficult because you know you think, Oh, well, what time? And I need from six to eight, or no, wait, from ten. Or but I need to go to bed at ten. And so and he's like, It's in the it's in the it's in the little moments that you can find you can find your stillness, or you can find just some peace, and you don't have to necessarily make a huge deal about it. I, I don't know if I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it, you know, if you're working, and then you have 15 minutes, and you, you, and you have to work from nine to five, right? The majority of people have that schedule. But if within those moments, you're not working every single second of your day, you have little moments where you can really just sit still and be with yourself. You don't have to be on Facebook. You don't. You just have to sit and and listen and and just wait and look at whatever, look at nothing. And I feel like that's that's fulfilling. I mean, that doesn't necessarily. I don't have to be producing something, but I think that we can fit it into our lives. I think that that we don't have to um, we don't have to schedule it in. We can definitely just fit it in.
0: The value of just those few minutes here and there, rather than <laughs> rather than making even the. Activity or the opportunity to sit down and be quiet, a project that's got to right. be mapped out that's going to take at least an hour or two. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think there's value in that too. I'm not saying don't do that, but I, I don't think it's the
0: only way. Right, right. Well, I think that, um, that habit that we have of... Thinking about the things that we want to do or have as things that we need to do within a framework rather than um, rather than, more, you know, going with the flow and and taking the opportunities, however small they are to deepen into our experience isn't is part of that tyranny of the productive um, that we're kind of talking about here. So. This you've you obviously you, you initiated a process here, you know, of, of understanding something kind of complicated, becoming more aware of yourself in doing that. You've mentioned your foster kitty, I'm a big fan of cats. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about how the making of this film is continuing to play out in your life?
1: Well, I think um, you know, it's when I took such a large mo time to to really study what the feminine was and and how it played in my life and i started really trying to integrate it as i just went through my everyday my with my relationships with my job with everything i did and um i think it's once once i started integrating it it was really difficult to look at it on its own again it just seemed like it was always in play with the masculine too i mean Anything that I started to look at I didn't just look at it as the feminine. It just the feminine and the masculine. It's really difficult to separate. And I think I mentioned this to you before in in uh, in our other interview, but it's something that's really surprised me because I mean I just took two years out of my life just looking at the feminine and then I finished and all of a sudden it completely disappeared and it just integrated in with everything else and i mean i'm I'm happy that it did. I don't want to always be categorizing everything I do as feminine or masculine, but um I think it did give me a more balanced view of the world or, or a more balanced view of myself, and it made me less judgmental towards myself as well mm-hmm. so um that's something that I guess happened after paying attention to it. I guess it didn't come by itself, but I mean it was it would just be. Nice to have that same result in others, if they watched the film as well and if they paid attention to the things that I spoke
0: about. The people who saw insolment here in Joshua Tree uh, really enjoyed it and, and found it to be a really rich experience. Uh, I want to thank you for for letting us show your film here. And I'm wondering, are there other opportunities for people to see Insolment? Is it, for example, is it going to be available online, or is it, or what are the plans to show it um, well, from here? Well, um,
1: I think around June, or I think this summer, it'll be done with the festival route. So uh, it just won another award, by the way. It got the uh, it won a, the award of merit at the Canada International Film Festival. So congratulations! I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks, but I think it's going to finish the route in. Um, in in summer so right now you can purchase the film you can go uh, to the website it's www.insolmentfilm.com and you can go to the contact uh tab and you can just write me an email and say hey i want to purchase a film and i can do that for you you have to do it in a more personal way but what i'm trying to say is that after summer i think it's just going to be available on um on Amazon or on Vimeo, on Purchase On Demand, so you can just watch it on your screen. You don't have to, to get the DVD. So it'll be coming soon, but if you want it now, you can just email me and I'll, and I'll send it to you.
0: Okay, okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Larice, for this oh, conversation. thank you,
1: Catherine. Thank you so much for the space and for the opportunity.
0: I've really enjoyed it, and I look forward to what you're going to do next. That's it for me, Catherine Savella, and Myth in the Mojave for this week. I'd like to give special thanks to Travis Rosenberg for my theme music and to Steve Arbio for his assistance in bringing this program to you. And always thanks to you for listening. Please tune in next week and in the meantime, happy mythmaking and keep the mystery in your life alive.